Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Jeremy Lambert, while you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your Booty Pro Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, Jeremy. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like a lot of people at Fightful Gaming. I hate this idea that you're the best because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than me, and that's kissing Joe Holbert's ass. You're as good at kissing his ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're better than Joel. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best since day one when I walked into this company, and I've been vilified and hated since that day because Sean Ross Sapp saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right. I'm a Sean Ross Sapp gal. You know who else was a Sean Ross Sapp gal? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting. But the biggest difference between me and Brock is that I'm leaving with the Booty Pro Wrestling Championship. I grabbed so many of Fightful Gaming's brass rings that it finally dawned on me that they're just that. They're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me. And the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I've proved it to everybody that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in Fightful movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the Fightful Gaming Twitch stream. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not on the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Sour Graps. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. But the matter of fact is that I should be. And trust me, this isn't Sour Graps. But the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania and I'm not makes me sick. 
Oh, and hey, let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just as big a part of me leaving as anything else because you're the ones sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones buying the program that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at five in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try and sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to get a real job. I am leaving with the Booty Pro Championship on July 17th. And hell, who knows? Maybe I'll defend it at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hi, Colt Cabana. How you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people. Because after I'm gone from Fightful Gaming, you're still going to pour money into this Twitch stream. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. And Fightful's going to make money despite itself. Jeremy is a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? Because he surrounds himself with glad-handed, nonsensical, douchebag yes-men like Joel Pearl, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe Fightful Gaming will get better after Jeremy is dead, but it's just going to get taken over by his idiotic co-hosts and his doofus moderators and the rest of the stupid Fightful family. Let me tell you a personal story about Jeremy Lambert, all right? We do this whole anti-bullying... And I said, psychosis! This was for all pals and O'Neill. Such a fear from the jaws of victory. With the point gun and the chubby cheek. Distraction. Hey! Podcast. You will fill. Wins and losses. Don't be shit. So what's Joseph Grinch as I do his bit? Distraction. Hey! Roll up. One, two, three. Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction. The great Kate Hensler. Just a fantastic, fantastic. That was that was terrific. Listen, everyone knows what I'm gonna do, right? I pull back the curtain port after every single cold open. Folks, that all of those adjustments were just Kate on the fly. Work yes. that was a masterpiece. Seriously. Like I was confident in that bit. It was one of the greatest things we've ever done. That was great. tremendous. Kate Unbelievable. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Joseph Holbert, and I mean the third, the third member of our team at this point, and Ben, Ben, the third member of our team. Jack Crosby is here, as we had, we had a big show, uh, we a big boost. Apparently, a lot of news happened yesterday. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people here. Let me get to all these super chats that were rolling in before the show even started. Man Antonio says, I hope you guys don't mind me posting your reactions from Twitch or Patreon. They're just incredible. At the show last night, I was shocked to find out that hardly no one knew of the Punk and Brian news. No, dude, that we were on the really? stream, Joseph and I were on stream when that was wild. That yeah, was crazy, right? the Brian news and yeah, the reaction I thought was great. Hopefully it leads to a, a boost in our Patreon subs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Drew, I know we have a couple of super chats here. Is Kate still here? Yeah, and bring on. Can we can we just get Kate to plug her stuff because yes. that was too good. To, I, I don't want to ruin the kayfabe here, but Kate, that, was a, that, that, that was fantastic. <laughs> I was like trying to sub names in, and I was, oh, was thinking anything for like uh, the the Rock or Hulk Hogan, I guess. But um, thank you guys so much. That was way more fun than it should have been. I think I've done the the shoot version of that promo like every day since 2011. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Kate. Uh, Kate on deck, I see. 
I also do the Mark Order Pod uh, every Wednesday night immediately after AW Dynamite. We cover all things All Elite. I sing Cult of Personality at my co-hosts a lot yesterday. I got muted a lot yesterday because I'm a huge <laughs> Mark, if you couldn't tell. So <laughs> thank you for, uh, for letting me plug myself and, and having me on. That was way more fun than it should have been. That was like, that was great. That was that was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. What what does your shirt say, Kate? You spent five dollars on this. You may as well. Yes. Jeremy, marble sweet hater. You guys hater. didn't know. Hater, you yeah. have told me you're gonna hey. feature me. I am and my dog. And your dog. Hundred percent. All I'm doing is bragging about the fact that I beat you at marbles, which is Kate. a game that requires it's a simulation so game. Yeah. <laughs> it requires strategy. It requires smarts. I'm, I, I'm just asking out of curiosity, Kate, do those shirts come in newborn sizes? <laughs> I've got leftover no iron-on transfer letters, and okay. I, I can probably find a bright orange onesie if you need it. Um, Again, just curious. No reason. No, no. <laughs> I'll probably auction this off, like ring gear. Um, if anybody just wants new, newborn, you know, like a onesie. Can I'm just wondering what kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely don't see me. We won't talk. Both of you get out of here. I'm singing. This is my show. <laughs> this is my show like here. This is yeah. a show built on. Listen, this show is built on the star power of our guests. Okay, this is Impact Wrestling now. Okay, it's the guys <laughs> we invite in that bring the attraction. They're all great. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, folks. We will talk about fresh wrestling today. I believe that is our intention. But I wanted to let Kate plug her stuff. Do we have any other super chats during before Jack we returns? Have a lot, I assume Jackson. Jack's returning. Is Jack just not gone? No, Jack's off. Kate's gone. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Try to dress my kid appropriately. Sick of all of this. Sean Sean Blanford says, "Afternoon, evening, everyone. No, uh, Bobbert O'Neill is already the greatest distraction of all time. Looking forward to an amazing show. Very fair. Very fair. It's true. Uh, nothing but facts. Nothing but facts. Kate, plug your stuff one more time. I feel bad." Then I'm definitely kicking you off for good. Um, Go. You can get Jeremy Sucks Marble shirt at Kate on deck. I see. <laughs> um, and the uh, Mark Order pod, me and my, my co-host have a lot of fun. This is just retribution for the fact that they always pick on me. Um, so I'm just getting my aggression out on, on Jeremy here, but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, Mark Order pod, all things all elite. And then I'm just, you know, tweeting incessantly about CM Punk at Kate on deck. I see if you guys just like want to see me freak out, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Kate. Thank Tremendous. You. Get out of here. Okay. All right. Where do we well, start now with, with wrestling talk, Jeremy? How do we do this? How do we do a well, show? I here? have so many super chats, Joseph. Oh my God. More? Yes. Wow. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy time. All right. Um, I have to full. Okay. Here we go. A lot of super chats, everybody. JJ, uh, JJ was not first today, which shows you this is a big show, right, Joseph? Uh, JJ <laughs> says, one of my favorite big stars. Hope you're doing good. Wrestling feels hot. Thanks to AEW Nitro. Anything can happen. I'm here for the couch corner three. Um, the couch has been delivered. Hate to hate to spoil it. No couch delivery in the middle of this show. JK Shaw says, still don't have a voice from games five and six, but can someone tell Bobby Portis <laughs> that the Fed is by all means dead? Tony's <laughs> got to start sending some belts, right? Uh, JJ also says, my God, who knew Kate had a pipe bomb in her? That sounds, sounds weird. Um, 
But Ryan says, great episode of AEW and a great pre-stream on the Patreon. Didn't get it to it live, but if you aren't so uh, sub to Distraction Choice, what is wrong with y'all? Love to you. Patreon.com slash the distraction if you want to support us. Uh, BFG says, never heard of Kate, but here's money for that promo because she's awesome. Kate does roll. I don't actually like her, but Kate does roll. We'll, we'll, do, Frank, we'll get Kate on in a more extended role. Yes, I, I, I told her that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kate is awesome. Please take my money and use it to replace O'Neal with her. <laughs> Big fault for Crosby over there. Look at him. <laughs> uh, I love me some Sova, says... Yes, very nice, Jack. Thunder Rosa is now officially all elite. Yes, that was announced like minutes before we came on the air. Really? And, like we probably, yeah. I don't even know if we're even gonna like talk about that. It feels like she's she's been all elite, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. We're caught up on super chats. If you want to leave a super chat, get your question, comment, statement read on the air, guys. Guys, huge news out of the wrestling world. Karrion Cross lost in less than two minutes to Jeff Hardy on Monday night. Jack, how are we feeling, buddy? I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, I, I that guy, you know, because I, I, I kept my promise. Like, like I told you guys last week on the show, I was going to watch a full, the full weekend of WWE programming, mm-hmm. SmackDown, Money in the Bank, Raw, with the fans back. I, I was going to do it. <laughs> I see crosses on Rob. We have the whole night. Like this to me is lining up perfectly. Yes. Because not only does he debut, I'm I'm DMing or tweet DMing and tweeting all you guys. I'm like, oh, this is great because oh, and he's gonna squash the f out of Jeff Hardy. This is just terrific. Oh, I can't wait to. And then that happened. That actually happened. And you know what the funniest part is? The funniest part is going off the narratives. You would you would 100% expect Vince McMahon to call up Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, guys like that and squash them on Raw in a minute. You would expect mm-hmm. that. The one person, the one person that you would never the one person that you would think months ago, he's going to see this dude, pretty good size, beautiful girlfriend who's good at what she does. No way this can fail. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Goes out there without the beautiful girlfriend. It gets rolled up by Jeff Hardy, who, to my understanding, recently lost to one of Jinder's new goons on main he event or something. Lost to Veer. Yes, indeed. Veer, Veer's the pitcher one, right? The former Pirates. He's the pitcher guy? Not the bigger sure. one. bigger one's shaky, right? Sure. What works best for you, pal? That's fine. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, they're not the Bollywood boys. Let's just put it that way. We have to. Um, I, we have to accept some. We have to accept some blame in this. I'm sorry, Jack, but Jeremy, can you just can you tell Jack that we were kind of mean here? Right? We could have. We could have helped Jack on this, right? We tried. We tried to yeah, stage tried. intervention. Did no, we? No, no. But there was. But on Monday, we had like a last ditch, like a chance, right? Like Sean's tweeted no. this. I'm not exposing anything. Sean knew, Jack. Yeah. Jeremy knew, and then eventually I knew. And any one of us could have hit you up and be like, Jack, don't want to You son tonight, of a bro. bitch. Are you serious? I, I had to tell you because it feels wrong. You know, listen, you I, knew that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, we knew. We knew, we knew now, it could happen. We knew it could happen. Hey, look, I, plans change, pal. Plans change. I mean, to, to cope with the loss, I have come up with some galaxy brain shit. <laughs> I went to the deepest depths of my brain to figure out how that loss was actually good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term arcs. You know. okay, <laughs> what, what did you come up with, Jack? Oh, you, you really want to know? I'm going to yes. kick off the show. Yes. Okay, here's my here's my theory, okay? 
Cross is going to continue losing. He's going to, but he'll drop the title to Joe, which which they can and can't. They'll count as a loss. Okay, he'll get back to Raw and keep losing a little bit. Okay, and then he's just going to keep going. Father, pray. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and that is where they eventually introduce Scarlet. Okay, Scarlet comes into the fold, and then he can't lose. Then you're sort of telling the story that was never told in NXT about what they what the relationship actually is. So really, really, before you guys want to be accusing Vince McMahon of burying talent, burying, he's actually, actually telling a great story here. Yeah, Scratch. long-term, long-term storytelling. Long-term booking. Let it play out. That's definitely what's When he's on. made a vet in WrestleMania, we're going to come back yeah. and revisit this. That's what's going to happen. He's going to make a vet WrestleMania. Yep. Now I'm fired up. He'll be on main I'm event. Ready to fall and pray right here. He'll be listen, Jack. Ten minutes for the show. You said it's time to end it. Just please put yourself out. This ten this for <laughs> No, I've changed my mind. No, Joseph. no Jack. No. I've changed do my this. mind. What are you it's... doing, Jack? We're riding this wave. Okay, look, guys. Seriously though, do you? I, I'm actually intrigued on your take on this, both of you, because I, I wrote a little thing about this. I'm not sure. This doesn't actually like affect NXT's brand because that brand is already so. They got more viewers on Tuesday. Yeah, like it's so in its own. It's so in its own bubble anyway that most of their audience is like, "LOL, dumb Vince," right? Like, yeah, that extra million didn't give a shit to begin with, right? Am I wrong on this? It's more just funny for us to laugh at, right? Yeah, no, it uh, it has no bearing on NXT. NXT is going to stay at its little seven hundred thousand for twenty years or whatever, and then that's it. It is true that I'm glad Jack said that because that is true, and not a lot of people mentioned it. Cross is the most main roster NXT champ ever, and he, got and he just got Jeff. brought up in <laughs> two minutes. Uh, that's that. That really is in the grand scheme of things. That's what really got me the most, and like made me really made me laugh. It's like there there have been a ton of guys we've said, oh, when they get to the main roster, oh, they are so screwed. He's the last person. Yeah. Sorry, to hear that. Carlos Easy says, is Jack wearing a Roberto Neal shirt? What does your shirt say, Jack? No, does it say Roberto no. O'Neal? <laughs> oh, Roberto it's a Roberto oh. Duran shirt. Much better. Much, much better. <laughs> Kate actually sent in money and said, do I have everybody's attention now? I hope you can like write that off or something, Kate. You don't need to pay to, to do that. Um, Hannah said, I'm the one who told them. Sean didn't believe me. Well, exposing sources here. It's just what yeah. Hannah has done. I thought I was pushing it far enough. I didn't realize. I, was <laughs> yeah. I will say that. Sorry, Jeremy, complete the super. Oh, B- BFG just said, y'all, everything will get a territory wars pay-per-view with new Japan impact, uh, AEW, NWA. That's bound for glory, right? Aren't all of us. I, I do I think you'll get a new Japan show. I think the rest, Jeremy's right. will stay with impact being like talent coming in and out. No, that's a, is, is that question in the context of like territory wars in the sense of, like Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown, like because I, I don't want that. I don't want that nonsense. Personally. I think it I would be. That. You know how Ring of Honor run those like one-off War of the World shows? Yeah, yeah. I could see. I could see AEW running one of those. Basically, it just yeah. would be my uh, just not like an angle. Like that. Don't do. Don't try to. Yeah, re, don't try to recreate CZW versus ROH. You know what I mean? They got. They got enough guys on their actual roster, right? Like you yeah, don't need don't to do, do that. that. I do agree. Any others, Jeremy? When you hit. Rob Reed says, oh, it's the computer. Jesus. And people think Hangman Page is two-year clown to the <laughs> title. It's a great song. Thanks. There you go. Um, 
I do want to say this show is obviously going to be about one particular thing, which is AEW's alleged acquisitions, right? But, but I do want to say that I thought WWE went about 2.5 for free in their return to crowds. Like, I thought Raw, even though well, I wouldn't call it good by any means, at least it had stuff of, of note, right? Like Nikki Cross is a, a big finish, and you had seen it at a start. I thought Money in the Bank was great, and I thought SmackDown was very good. I wanted to say that because I know, Jeremy, that now that this is officially an AEW podcast, people think we are what they, the kids call haters, and we are. But I do want to be fair. Like We reviewed Money in the Bank on Twitch for you guys that haven't seen that, and we liked the show a lot. I think yes. I was like, absurd. Yeah, like it. Yeah. it was a good show, right? So there you Are go. Done? Credit for We're not talking about WWE, Joseph. Yes, I don't need you at the end of the show being like, sorry, guys, too much WWE talk. I, I did it here. I, I, I apologize at the 19th minute. Like last week. Sorry, yeah. sorry, guys, we wasted 30 minutes of your life. I'm sorry about that. And it was hey. a waste because two yes. hours later, it's just right. Tamina's in Money in the Bank. I actually want to retract my apology on that. I do no longer apologize. Because the fact that I was expected to talk about pay-per-view that then announced Tamina, and then it came out, Bill Goldberg is the big, <laughs> the big, you know, pie in the sky. I, I don't care that we didn't talk about it. I, but I just want to get out of the way. We like the shows, guys. We are haters, but fair haters nonetheless. Now let's get excited, baby. Here we go. Yesterday, uh, around noon, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful said that CM Punk is in negotiations to return, in-ring return with AEW being uh, the, the leading candidate out there for that in-ring return. And then at about 8 o'clock, Cassidy Haynes of uh, Bodyslam.net reported that Daniel Bryan is he's locked in. He's signed, 100% signed uh, with the AEW. We've got Cassidy Haynes. Kyle Voss says if O'Neal doesn't appear, we riot. Get ready to riot. He's not appearing. Uh, we've got the GOAT himself, Cassidy Haynes. Our Woj on the scene, Cass. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? It's been a hot minute, man. How you been? It has. It has. Like, you're out here breaking the big news. You know, you got time for us losers. Dude, I haven't slept. I know you <laughs> haven't. I, I know because you're messaging me at like 5 a.m. Like I haven't yes. slept at all. <laughs> yes. Now, guess now, now, you, want, you can get a good look at it right here. It looks oh, like dude. I haven't oh, slept, dude. It's like, oh, holy man. shit. But look at this. Oh. It's like Superman's like, who's that guy? That guy looks happy. He looks like he's been here. He's like he's doing his day. But, dude, it, I'm fucking – It's so yeah. here's hey. the deal. Cass, here's the deal. We're all friends yeah. here, right? And cool. you're going to be on this show often. We're going to do a series soon. You're a great pal of the show. However, today you're expert insider Cass. Okay? That's what you are, okay? Uh, Mr. Haynes, yeah. in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do so, this. Let's so, do this. Let's play I this know game. a lot of people messaged me immediately and was like, Dude, is this a thrill? And I was like, I know Cass knows people. Like, I'm pretty sure well, that if you've like, run this, it's a real thing. So, just, I mean, the whole it. thing. Think Go about ahead. this, though. I mean, like, if if this wasn't something that I was 100% fucking positive right. is real, like, I mean, I, there's a lot on the line here if I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. you don't really come back from that fucking that, that, that drop and that L right there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I wasn't confident in this, I, I wouldn't have gambled my reputation on saying that this was going to happen. So, yeah, no, I mean, you can see it. It's going to happen. Right. Hopefully so, that I didn't ruin the plans enough to where they pushed back and changed up what was supposed to be Arthur Ashe, which I tried to cover my ass by saying that as of the time of this fucking writing, this right. is the plan. But, you know, it's tentative and they could always change it, especially with what Sean reported yesterday, which, yeah, I mean, then what I heard and what I did yesterday. So, I mean, that's a lot of shit that could easily have changed that up a little bit. But as of yesterday afternoon, before uh, Dynamite started, the plan was still Arthur Ashe at, um, yeah, on, on wow. the 20, 22nd. So, uh, 
you know, in fear of um, overly simplifying this, okay, in the wrestling media game, we hear a lot about the elect, the great scoopsters, right? And you're on that list, Cass, especially now. You're on the, you know, you're on the Mount Rushmore. But I, I want you to, without blowing up your shit here, but like, talk kind of broadly about what goes into a story like this. Because I know you said to me, you spent a long time on this, right? This isn't a case yeah, of you getting a yeah, like, Explain that for the people. Well, I kind of like dropped the ball a little bit too, because I woke up early yesterday morning and saw a couple messages and I was like, what the fuck is this about? It was like six in the morning the other day. I was like, all right, I'll just get to that when I wake up. And one of them was CM Punk's theme song. And the other one was Daniel Bryan's. And it was from, uh, you know, somebody, the person that hit me up with right. this and told me to start digging. So I just didn't ignore, I just ignored it. Wasn't paying attention. And then when I woke up, I'm like, Oh shit, Sean's reporting all this shit on uh punk. I'm like, wait the fucking second. Hang on. So I like got back to the guy. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is where we are then. So I spent all day trying to, you know, second, third source it until I finally got some acknowledgement. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's fucking see if this all fits in where everybody, what everybody's told me. And then here we are wow. today with me not sleeping. And then like, just, <laughs> I was so anxious after I did it, man. I was just so like nervous and anxious. Yeah. And then I just was full of like, of course, like energy too. Afterwards, I was like, oh fuck. So it's like four o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired, but then it just never slept. <laughs> and from a, yeah. Cass, from, from a pro wrestling perspective, like you're doing this all on your own correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, i have like, like a couple people that help me but it's not really much yeah. it's like a couple see, riders like, to chip in like like when we especially in a, in a bigger world than pro wrestling of college football like when one of mm-hmm. my guys comes to me like i i as an editor one of the guys come to me say i'm hearing this about a coach mm-hmm. you know th- like the steps we have to take to get there and it's like you have to run this through me first i have to hear it then i then he has to hear it and then but especially like when you drop a story like that yesterday and shit and shot, I can't imagine. Cause like we, we make sure we lock it down with like six, seven people before we go. Okay, well, let's go mm-hmm. like stuff like that and stuff like Sean does. I can't imagine how nerve wracking that that mm-hmm. is. But when you hit that send button on something like that. Yeah, it was like, Oh, and, and I was nervous too. Like, all right, do I sit on this and wait till I get, you know, more and more people that are, can confirm it or, or do I risk being scout scooped by somebody else? And it's like, shit. So another example of that, the Thunder Rosa AEW announcement that was just happening, I was writing that up while I was in the writing room because I had that shit that I'd uh, been checking on all fucking week, and I get back <laughs> literally 10, 15 minutes before AEW announced it. Dude, everything you said was correct. You can write that up. And I'm like, fuck yeah, here we go. And then never mind, dude. They beat you to it. I'm like, what? Who beat me to it? And it's oh, AEW beat me to my own story. That's awesome. So, yeah, that had I had that to worry about too. Like, who knows what right. could happen? So I was like, I better get this out, you know, now. But I did get told yesterday, do not to not spoil the Nick Gage one. So I, I yes. tried not to spoil yes. that. I didn't spoil that one, but I might have let somebody above me here. Wait, where's the above me here? Uh, <laughs> like, hey man, guess what's gonna I... happen here? I let Sean know too. I was like, hey, man, do you know what's going to happen tonight? And he was like, well, I'm going to tell you in about 15 minutes. I think you're going to find this happening. I, so I don't want to I don't want to be a scoopster at all, but I'm glad that I'm friends with scoopsters because yeah. as someone who just writes all these articles, I like being able to write them hours and yeah. days beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Get a little, because you're like, you're like, I can pre-write that though, right? I'm like, you can yes. definitely pre-write that. Exactly. But yeah, don't, uh, don't. Don't don't burn my fucking bridge for me, please. I, I'm oh, good never, enough at doing never. that myself. Never. But, yeah. I, I, protect, I protect my guys, but so I, yeah, there I was a bunch of shit I had going on yesterday that I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff yesterday. It's like, all right, do I, what can I use? What can't I use? Mm-hmm. 
yeah. Because as I'm digging around, I'm just finding out. Well, I was finding out more things. Oh <laughs> I was like, God. yeah, punk. Because I was like asking, I was like, hey, what do you guys, what do you guys know in the back about punk? What does everybody say? And they're like, this is the first I've heard about it. What the fuck are you talking about? Because I guess nobody oh. was paying attention. So I sent the fucking article to a couple people, and they're like, this is the first I've heard about this. And then, like, as the more I started talking, I was like, they're like, I heard something totally different. Oh, is this what you heard? And it's like, oh, shit, how'd you hear about that? And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. And then just more things just started snowballing. I'm like, as I was digging, I'm like, God damn it. All right. I got a lot to fucking filter through this afternoon. So, right. yeah, it was just a very stressful, like, four hours leading up to Dynamite last night, too. So, a couple things. So, I know Cass and I, we are kind of kindred spirits in the sense that we are WCW guys, right? Cass, much more, he's homegrown. He saw it, he lived it. I'm one kind of going back through the vault. As a yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, don't ignore back. this bullshit, whatever that is there, but this is, this <laughs> is the good, real Vader. This is your Great American Bash 1990 Vader right here. Wow. The one that <laughs> fucked up my man, the Z Man. That's a personal story. We explain it Now, here's the thing as a fan, yesterday, as a news day, was like, if you had any doubts that they're in this game and they're playing seriously in this game, it was a game changer. So all, all you know, kind of reporting aside, what was your reaction as a fan? Because I think all of us can speak. Like, we were just so fired up about the idea of it. Are you the same? I'm excited as hell, honestly. I, I can't yeah. tell you the last time I was excited for wrestling. I started getting excited again back in May when Sean and I were in Double or Nothing because it just it was fun. There was, right. It was a good atmosphere again. I'm like, all right, this is what I enjoy about this. So it was starting to finally – happen again but yeah dude yeah this is fun this is gonna be fun man i mean think of it when was the last time you any of you guys were excited about anything wrestling related wwe just sucks the fun out of it they're, they're this fucking... is my first experience of anything like this dude as a fan yeah. you know like i wasn't there for the was i honestly thought this was the kind of thing that you just wouldn't see ever again oh dude i the money i was young for the monday night wars though because i was like yeah. 13 and uh like i was so about the same before, age yeah, I'm 38. So I was I'm at, 37. Yeah, so. nice. I was at the the second time Scott Hall appeared at Nitro was in Asheville, and I was wow. fucking second row for that. So it was the one where he teases that next week Nash will be there. So like that was where it was. But you know, I'd been reading the magazines, of course, because we didn't have internet back then. So we just reading like the Wrestler and Wrestling Illustrated and all the other wrestling magazines that you could buy, and they were talking about them coming in finally. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I think I know who the other guy is, and. Is also before cell phones, so I went to go get some snacks with me and my buddy because we were like in middle school and it was just us there. Our parents dropped us off, and I remember rounding the rounded the concession stand and there's Kevin Nash using the payphone bank with his damn fanny pack and his like acid wash jeans, the the you know the uniform for a wrestler in the nineties. I'm, like, oh, I'm like oh shit, and he just looks at me and just kind of like nods or whatever, just points and then just turns and walks away, and I'm like. Fuck, he just went backstage. Kevin Nash out here calling somebody in Asheville on a payphone for some fucking reason. But wow. yeah. So I was like, I think, I, but this is middle of the show too. So then I had no idea if he was going to show up. So, but then when, you know, Hall starts talking about him, I'm like, I know what the fuck he's talking about for sure. Because we just saw him getting popcorn earlier and he was calling whoever the fuck he's calling. But yeah, so that's exciting, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And, you know, there's going to be more shit because that's just two things that he's teased that he said he's had planned for the rest of the year. He told us that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he's had yeah. stuff up his sleeve. Tony Khan says that stuff up his sleeve like all year. Right. Dude, he, he long-term plans like a son of a bitch, man. That's yeah, crazy. I watched it firsthand lay out a year's worth of plannings when he was like, Shh, you don't say a word. We were at the after, after, after yeah, party. When he's after throwing revolution. shots back with you. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, now he, so I like listened to the entire 
years worth of plans before Brody and Matt Hardy even showed up. And I was just like, God, you've got like nine months laid out here at the bar. So that's the thing, Cass. Do you, you, you said earlier, like you left it open. Clearly this being out there now could change plans, right? Clearly. Yeah. Your, yeah. your instinct. Buy the shirt. What plans you know. change. There you go. You're, knowing what you know, your instincts. Do you think that's, that could be the case with Brian? I think we all kind of with punk. It's like, bro, all out Chicago. Yeah, that you is where Chicago. Yeah, but with Brian, what do you think? Yes, he has to show up in New York. That's the biggest fuck you to WWE ever, right there, right? To wow. have their I didn't even think about it like that. You're right. Yeah, to have their huge like they were wanting him to run creative in the back, and they were like, dude, he's, he was going to be a fucking Hall of Famer if he stuck around, right? Everybody thinks that, oh, correct? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, to have him debut in New York, which you know WWE's never been in Arthur Ashe Stadium, so. I think that's a pretty big, you know. I don't see wow. how you don't, don't do that. You know, what I mean, it's your that stadium yeah. and that the that's it's there. But I mean, you, like you said, I mean, they could always be like, oh, now that it's out, maybe we'll throw a curveball and do it on another week. But I mean, it's going to happen inevitably anytime. You know, I mean, it's there. So, mm-hmm. and the punk stuff, all that checked out with what with one of my sources too yesterday when I was vetting wow. things. I was like, all that shit that Sean wrote. All that shit. I I heard the same shit. So I heard some other stuff too that I can't talk about, and I'm like, well, that's even more interesting. (laughs) You stay easy. I'll get get the text. I'll get the text later. Do we have anything else to ask the top scoops during the game? Obviously, other than our own Sean Mercer, apparently he's pretty good. I don't know. I've heard he's. Oh, did you did you guys talk about uh, the NXT tapings last night in their reshoot of that cross segment? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Jack heard about that. Jack, did you see that information? Listen, yeah, I heard about it. (laughs) (laughs) Jack is a carrying cross guy, as you you mentioned. He is. It's very sad. It's very tough. Yeah. Talking, yeah. We're talking long-term booking. I just uh, laid out the cross, but I can't do it anymore. I can't. This is, this is a special Man. opportunity. We have the top scoops during the game right now. Do we have any films to ask him about this situation that he can, we yeah. can tell him without, without him killing his whole business? So next weekend is <laughs> going to be fun too, guys, because if you want yeah, to get me be on, I'll be, I'll, I'll, be at five, I'll be front row next week. Actually. Are you going to get punched? Do you think you'll get hit? Like I, I, don't know, I want MJF? blood on me. Yeah. I want blood or have beer spilled on me. Somebody else to spill beer or blood on me than myself usually, so <laughs> – that would be Will you bring a sign idea. for us? Mm, I don't know. Am I? Are you? Isn't that? Am I allowed to do that as a media guy to bring a sign for our own projects? Isn't that the ultimate? Do you want that, pal? You scoop Daniel Bryan? <laughs> I can't I think so, right? Speaking of which, I guess I got to go to New York now, right? For fucking Arthur Ashe for that. I, I feel right. Go to that. New York right now. I had to apply for that. Yeah. I'm like shit. I guess I have to go. I mean, you're, you'll be in Chicago, right, Cass? All week. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll and I gotta go. And the next week, I'm going to the fourth at Homecoming in Jacksonville too. Oh my God, you, you go to those bro. Jacksonville shows. You were always hitting me up going to Jacksonville. I was like, I it's a six. Like, it's dude, six work. hours on the interstate. I don't even. It's just not. It's nothing, man. I'm there yeah. quick. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I'll I'll see you in Chicago. So Oh shit! I'm rooming with you in St. Louis. That's gonna be trouble. <laughs> That's, That's gonna, gonna be, be yeah, trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Sean about the last time I was in Jacksonville. How I went out drinking with like Bear Country and a bunch of the guys afterwards, and I was like, "Yeah, I ended up with somebody put their finger in my butt in the Waffle House." He's like, "What the fuck did you talk about? What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you missed out. You should go with me." <laughs> so you got some. You're gonna have fun. You're gonna have fun. Cass, well, I mean, oh, I know. Baltimore I know. Fun. Baltimore. I was like, hey, you want to come with me? That'll be fun, right? Yes, so. Baltimore and and uh, Winston Salem. Which I'll I'll see you there. Dude, as well. I'm coming. Oh I'm coming back yes, to Winston Salem. Also, it's worth noting for the folks Bro. who enjoyed Cass here. 
He will be on our next TW series. Yes. Yeah, BPW. Yeah. You'll be stepping in on that. So I just forgot about Russell Cade. Now you got me all excited. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. I got to fucking redeem myself after getting dragged out of the Marriott in front of the nah, entire Russell Cade. Let's just do it again. <sighs> Yeah, Cass and I are going to kick the shit out of Joseph and, and O'Neill in the Absolutely GW true. series. Kidding oh, me? Dude, yeah. Cass, dude, plug anything we got on our team. It's All me right, and plug- you. We're, we're going to dominate everybody. We pick our own wrestlers. I think they'll pick oh, some stuff it. for us, but it doesn't matter. We're going to kill everybody. We're going to yeah. kick their ass. What do I want to plug? I mean, guys, you can find me. I'm everywhere. I'm uh, on Twitter at Casshole with three O's. And that's pretty much it. You search that on any of the social medias and you'll find me is probably that on it. And Bodyslam.net. Uh, yeah, just come find me, man. I'm around. I've, I'm re-energized. I've been doing a lot better the last couple months. Man, I was down, man. I was struggling. I was struggling very earlier this year, but yeah, we're back at it, dude. Let's go. So we're gonna have fun in Chicago. We're gonna go around, kick the shit out of people. people. Have you already got your room for Chicago? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it is, but the 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 girlfriend's coming with me. So be nice and don't get me in too much trouble. Be nice, guys. You heard. I, I'm a fucking gentleman. Cass is just gonna write, you want, someone, you want, you want this, gentleman. you want that, you want this. I was like, I was like this, uh, bro. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, no. yeah, we're good. No, it'll be fun, man. I'm excited. But no, I'll be there all week. I don't know if I'm gonna stay in the city and drive out to Hoffman and Schaumburg or just uh, just fucking stay at a hotel. I haven't figured it out yet. But yeah, yeah I'll let's see, do it, I'll man. see you all weekend, I'm sure, and we'll have fun. And then St. Louis, Joseph's gonna be there. We're gonna we're just gonna fight oh, a bunch of people all weekend, right? I, you guys might have to pull us apart. It might be a damn bro. No, man, we're gonna win them six man titles. Then we yeah. brand new. <laughs> I can do it. St. Louis, I've guys. never been to St. Louis, so this is gonna be fun. Let's go, man. All right, thanks guys for having me Thank on. You guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Appreciate you, buddy. Wow, I'm happy. I still, can, I still can't believe this, guys. I really oh, no. can't. I cannot believe what happened yesterday. Let me let me do super chats and then yeah. we will talk. And then about we'll, we'll dive everything. into it. Yeah. yeah, we'll dive into it. Uh, Rob Reed says big cast in the house. Cast rules. Uh, Chad says the trio is the best. Let's get Kate on here more often. No, she's banned. <laughs> Jr. says Joe reaction to the Brian news was worth distraction choice sub alone. It was great. Like again, I I just jumped on briefly to talk and Cast sent me that and I was like, oh. All right. Uh, J.K. Shaw says, Cass goes from breaking the Daniel Bryan news and Andrade sex jokes to the Distraction TEW series and a hopeful new future. This rules. Cass is the GOAT. Uh, we have Nothing more. Effects. We have a more? lot of super chats here, too. Rob Reed, this is the Hall of Nash level in wrestling news. Um, J.J. says, Punk and Bryan are the new outsiders. And it's the, the layered thumbnail. Uh, Carlos yeah. says, big Cass with a scoop since he was a teenager. And I think that's the last one. All right, we're, we're caught up on Super Chats. Okay. Thank you to Cass. Thank you to Kate. Yes. All right, let's I, I, talk about this. Punk Brian seemingly going to AEW. I want to I want to chat on Jack on this because I actually don't know where he's at on Punk because we've done like 80 hours of audio, but he's not a guy that's active, right? What was your – let's forget Brian for a minute because, my God, we'll get emotional when we talk about that. But for you, you see the news about Punk. What's your initial reaction? I was indifferent. I know it's going to yeah. sound strange because I know everyone was was <laughs> blowing up on Twitter. And look, it's huge news. And and I I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't excited. Like I'm excited to see this. Yeah. I just have reservations about CM Punk because I mean we're finally ending this seven year. I don't want to call it a charade, but this seven year stance of f pro wrestling. Right. 
it's it's so far in the rearview mirror. Look at my comic books, and I'm tra- like, and then now all of a sudden, and look, since the inception of AEW, I think we all kind of figured in the back of our minds that he was going to end up there at some point. Yeah, he said it open minded. Yeah, I agree. Yet it still didn't feel real yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like this is it, it was I. I like I said, indifference is the best way I could describe my reaction to seeing that yesterday because I'm excited to see him get, I'm excited to see what he does, but I'd be, I'd be lying too. If I said, I'm not worried about, is this guy like, does he just want some extra money? Is he just looking for some big yep. paychecks? Is it like Brian? Well, when we get to him, I'm the complete opposite. on Brian. So, but punk, like, what do you, like, what are you looking for here, man? Like what, what's yes. the end game here? What's the plan? Yeah, so I'm in an almost identical position there. So I want to chat on Jeremy here. Are you are you alongside us on this? In fear, be like, look, we're not here to be negative, whatever. Like, it's this is exciting. We certainly have kind of a caution with this whole thing. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm the same way. I've never like I understand the appeal of punk and everything. It's been seven years. Like he's yeah. been out the game for so long. In ring wise, like I don't know like what he's really gonna give you. Um, he's gonna be like promos and stuff. He'll be great. Like he'll he'll do great promos. But there's so like he stood out in WWE because there just weren't that many great promos in WWE. There's so mm-hmm. many good promo guys in AEW to where I don't know if he's gonna like completely stand out like he like he used to. Uh, and then in ring stuff again, like the in ring is just it's worlds above where it used to be. The guy can tell it still tell a story though, right? And he's got a lot of stories to tell uh, after seven years away. I'm with you guys of like, all right, what are you looking for? Is this just a paycheck type of thing that you're coming back for? Are you like really going to be all in and you're going to commit to everything here? But I was still excited because I was mainly excited because it's like, it's just finally happening. Yeah. It felt like for for so long that it's just, it wasn't going to happen. wasn't going to happen. Talked about, talked about. Is there part of me that believes like, eh, it's like two years too late? Maybe a little bit like, ah, this would have been cooler if it happened. Backstage right. was a killer for me. I have to say, the UFC was – listen, there's no shame in losing the UFC. It wasn't great for that brand. I found the WWE backstage thing to be a little bit kind of – I rolled my eyes at that. You know, it was a little bit like, plus, oh, really? Plus, I understand yeah. that not every not every WWE fan is a UFC fan. But if right. you have even the, the smallest interest in the UFC, if you thought Punk was going to go in there and do anything remotely positive – you're out of your mind. Like if you went yeah. in there expecting him to do, you're crazy. It never made sense, right? It never no, ever made any he sense. Wasn't, he was never even like a great athlete. Like even I mean, he just I mean, wasn't, he wasn't a great athlete because like, because people don't understand that there are just like pro wrestling, there are regional MMA promotions spread out throughout the country. Like these yeah. superstars you see now, they all cut their teeth in these different regions in, in front of a hundred some people, just like independent wrestlers. And then they mm-hmm. make their way to the UFC. Dana White took this guy off his name and said, get in there, pal. Yeah. So this, the fish continued down this path a bit, and then we'll talk the more positive sides of it. So I'm going to be honest, Jeremy, I even have resume reservations about the promo because he's just been out of the game, you know? Yeah. And like, Part of what made Punk a great promo was that that just never-ending chip on his shoulder. If he's just cool now and he can't refine that, that's a different guy. And I'm not going to judge his promo ability based on the fact he didn't give a shit about WWE backstage. Who would? But what I'm saying is we have to be aware of the idea that he's like his whole game could just be rusty beyond repair. We don't know, right? As far as the chip on the shoulder. 
As far as the chip on the shoulder, Joseph, I mean, working for WWE's main competitor, that might be enough for him. That might be enough for him to go all all in, you know, right? In an ideal world, this is the time for him to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually finish my career in style by helping the compare, you know, make a run at the company that, that I left in such, you know, infamous fashion. That's the ideal. But what I'm saying is if we go down the idea what you said, Jake, of like he just wants a little bit of money. We'll see, right? It's, it's impossible to know. The other issues are we don't know what your situation is with the locker room. We just don't. Punk's a, you know, punk's a unique. Well, guy, right? one like, specific, <laughs> one specific person. If we're being honest, I, there's one that's established, but like his whole vibe generally, there's just punk's an interesting cat, right? I'm not, I'm not saying he's an arsehole. I don't know the guy, but he's he's not someone that's like, oh man, he's an easy fit. Like he's rubs <laughs> people the wrong way. Someone's is what it is. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, like. You have these issues that you establish, but now let's be honest, ladies. We all love Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. He's not the level of attraction that Punk is back in the wrestling ring. There's a novelty to this. There is a innate novelty to seeing Punk in a wrestling ring again. And I think that's the biggest thing here. I think there is something to this, just in the idea of it more than anything else. So I... I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like mm. the same people who have the novelty of, oh man, CM Punk is back are the same people who are going to be like Daniel Bryan's outside of WWE. I feel I like think, there's a lot of crossover there. I think there is a lot of fans that stopped watching WWE that were disgruntled, but just like Punk never went elsewhere for their fandom. I, I honestly maybe. believe that. that I, have, I have a friend that fits that bill. I, I, now look, I'm not, I want to be clear about this because I know our title today got people upset. I don't think that when they sign these two guys, they're doing two million viewers. I wouldn't be surprised no. if their viewership went up 100k, 200k, and that was it. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. Ratings are different down there. Like you can't expect it to do a big jump. It's just TV is what it is, right? It's a perception thing, though. And if you can get Punk back to the place that, like, it kind of felt like he would never return to at one point, that's a bigger deal, I think, than Brian, who we all know loves wrestling. Like, like Brian doing this is less surprising. I guess is my point. Now. With that all being said, I cannot tell you how excited I am for Brian, man. I, I honestly, it's one of the most infuriating ahead of myself, but I trust Cass, so I'm just going to say it. The idea of that music hitting, him coming out in front of a full arena, it, it already stands in my mind as like, this could be one of the most incredible moments as a fan I've experienced. Like, it is a special thing. I can't wait. I know you're with me on this, Jack and Jeremy, too. Like, this is special, right? Go ahead, Jack. And again, yeah, and, and I, I, again, I'm not opposed to the Brian stuff being known in advance. I love surprises in wrestling as much as anything, like just that you right. don't see coming. But I think that if you let people know, like not just a report, I think if you're AEW, maybe wait another month or so and say, look, Arthur Ashe Stadium, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, is going to be there. The energy in that stadium is yeah. going to be 10 times what it was just waiting for him. Yeah. So I have no problem with people knowing that he's going to be there. And he's with that company, and that's where he works now. And that dude is going to go in there. I, I've told you guys before, the, you know, no joke, no bit. I I think, just objectively, that Brian Danielson is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Right. I think he's already established that. He's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And now, in AEW's infancy, the first real competitor WWE in over 20 years, Brian's going to go there and say, okay, I have to do this, 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 this. And then I, I will, if I have to do this, 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 I'll work with him. I'll work with him. I'll work with her. I'll work with him. 
and he's just gonna and he's gonna give it 150 percent everything he's got because he feels refreshed yeah i'm happy that brian made a great life for himself in wwe i really am the dude made yes. millions the, and the, a legacy the, too man the he's scrappy little through. guy Right. The scrappy little guy that we watched wrestle in front of 10 people just 15 years ago, that dude became one of the greatest greatest superstars that company's ever had. But lately, it's just been he's kind of like he's just a guy that's what am I doing? Like, why do I just I keep going? I'm like like Punk's promo. He's just a spoke on the wheel. And Brian Danielson's not built like that. This is what's interesting, right, is the counterpoint to that. Well, I wouldn't make, but I'm sure someone in chat will say, and that's fair enough. He may have had mania, right? Now, Jeremy, I said this to him last night. There are two things in recent months that I look back on in circle, okay? Number one, that Tony Khan promo where he, like, puffed his chest out about the New Japan thing, which in hindsight feels like a hugely significant moment in which he knew we are in the driver's seat. He 100% right. knew, especially when it came to New Japan. because what? And he knew what that meant, it seems like, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. And the second one, and Jeremy, you can expand on both of these after, but the second one is that story of Brian where he told BT, I believe, I'm out there in the WrestleMania main event and I felt nothing. Yeah. I think he used the word, I was like, a, I felt like I was about to die out there because I felt like I didn't have any, there was nothing here. And that feels so important in this story, man. Well, you, you know what's funny about that, though, Joseph? Because that's that's great. That's a great point, and I forgot about that, because that really hit me hard, too, when, when I saw right. that he said that. Because there are dudes out there, which is which goes back to me saying that Brian's built different. Like, there are dudes out there who would kill to be shoehorned into a WrestleMania main event. Brian wanted nothing to do with that match. He wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yet he's a big enough star in that company where they said, no, you have to. You have to be in that match. And Brian was like, yeah, but I, I don't want to. And, like, he didn't have fun doing it. Like, he's just, the dude is built different. Like, he didn't want to. Here, here, was, here was his exact quote. He yes. said, uh, I felt very out of body in it. When I'm wrestling, I feel everything, and I feel like I'm enjoying it. This was weird. I was out there, and it felt like I was detached. It was so strange that before the match started, I got this strange feeling like, oh, no, is this what it's like before you die? Am I going to die? Huh? Well, okay. I don't know why or how it happened, but it was unlike anything I felt while wrestling. He's walking out there before the main event of WrestleMania. Fans are back. He hasn't wrestled in front of fans in over a year. And to have that kind of feeling, it certainly Mm -hmm. felt like – he talked about the whole time. He's like, Edge and Roman, like that program didn't need me. He was very shoehorned into that. This is what's crazy. And we loved it. Yes. God, but it, oh, I was going to say, Drew, please continue. But like that to me was so similar to how his fans felt. It felt yeah. hollow. It didn't feel right. And him saying the same thing was fascinating. But Jeremy, sorry, continue your point. Yeah, he said like it didn't need me, and you know we loved it because we loved Daniel Bryan and everything. But it didn't that match did not need him. It's just like, they don't know what else to do with him. So, Hey, let's just put him in WrestleMania. Let's do the WrestleMania 30 story all over again. And I think for Brian, like based on these comments, yeah, I'm not trying to put words in this guy's mouth. I don't know how this guy was feeling, but maybe he felt that same way of like, we just did this seven years ago. Like, this is like kind of what you have for me right now. We know Brian is a creative guy and he wants to boost. This dude's losing to Chad Gable. He's losing to Drew Gulak and stuff. Like he he'll put anybody over. He'll work with everybody and anybody. And he's like, 
So the best you have for me is just let's do what we did seven years ago, except it doesn't mean nearly as much because it's not the time and the people don't actually want this. I mean, you look at a guy like Christian, everybody praises how Christian, great mind for the business, one of the smartest guys in the business. Christian obviously heard whatever WWE had planned for him creatively and was like, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't seem like it's for me. Let me talk to another company. And he goes to AEW and he's, he seems happy with what he's doing. I feel like Brian is kind of that, that same type mm-hmm. of guy of like, you got to have something creative for these guys because I mean, how many people have left WWE FTR, another example, a lot of these guys, like they, they just want to work and they want to be creatively fulfilled. Right. That, that's what they want. And you I ain't mean, getting it, that. in WWE. That's, that's like the AEW gives such a different feel. I mean, ironic timing since you know he had the biggest moment last night which i'm sure we'll get to but like that quote lance lance archer gave a few months ago last year whenever it was but i like he did i don't want to work anywhere else i don't care if i job for two years straight i don't want to work anywhere else i love this i love coming to work at this place yeah he was like i don't care if i lose every match for two years i I love coming to work i love working with these people and now what you're seeing for veteran guys like Brian and Punk, and might not carry as much weight with Punk, but and other, and you're going to see it with other stars is when they start to hear what it's like to work at that place. Of course, they're going to want to go there, no matter what they're doing. Yeah, here's the. Uh, I'm going to do this for the sake of fairness. Everyone knows what I think of Brian, and we should continue to talk about the positives. I have one slight concern. You mentioned Christian there. This is an insane thing to say because this. I mean, this is a negative, and it's the biggest compliment to the man. My one concern with Brian is that he's so selfless, he lessens his own star power. And I listen, if that's what he does, the product will be fine for it. I'm not going to – Well, Cass's report did mention that he asked for creative control, right? I, I've been yeah. creative, but that might be a strong – What phrase, does that mean? Like creative, place, right? <laughs> creative, like it's where Brian can, like if he feels – I'm sure he may, be, he may be sold it to Tony Khan, like I'm not going to Hulk Hogan you. But if there's something that really bothers me, can I come to you and we like seriously talk about it? Jeremy mentioned him putting guys over it, and I'll mention this as an example because he did an interview with Sean a week ago and reminded me of it. Um, Buddy Murphy was seen backstage, right, which got him a match with Roman. This guy, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, is so outrageous that even though he knew full well they had no intention of using Buddy Murphy, he just put him over next week. The next week he just did – he just took – he got pinned clean in the middle, and he's like – his idea of creative control is: Can you let me wrestle this guy and lose, rather than wrestling that guy? Like, okay, but he's, he's wild, man. He, and I mean that with love. Like, it's good for the product. I'm just worrying, you know, big picture. Does Brian? Did Brian do that there because he knew his time there was limited, and he's like, we got to build these other people. Maybe he yeah. comes to AEW and he just has a different mindset of like, they actually kind of know, like, they'll build these future guys. Let me come in here. Let me have these great matches. Because the young bucks, you can believe what you want, what they say. They've said, like, hey, we want to lose to these guys. And Tony Khan has been like, no, no, no. It's better if you guys yes. beat these guys. Yeah. So so the, the report for, from Cass says um, uh, he wanted to work less days for comparable money. He wanted the ability to work Japan, and he wanted to have creative input in his character. So the, the Japan thing, going back to what Joseph said, and JJ sent super chat, says, uh, remember the TK t- tweet about the landscape of pro wrestling shifting? That was, like, before the Sting thing. Right, like that was that was the that was the day of Pax return. Yes, after four. Oh years. yeah, that's Pax right. Bill, and, and everybody shit on him because yeah. they're like, oh Pax. Like, oh, and now yeah. we're we're coming to find out. I don't think Tony meant 
long term it's just the pack return um i think the the new japan when he cut that promo which there we talked about it just like your two minds of this one is he's either gonna like poke nick khan and nick khan's gonna be like all right let's just let's just get this stuff done Nick Khan clearly doesn't give a shit about any of that. No, he's <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. The other was Tony Khan knows what he's doing. He knows that he's got stuff locked in, and he feels confident enough to go out there and put his ass on the line with this promo because he does this, and then what, like Nagata came in like a couple weeks later, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they did all of this stuff like, like a couple weeks later with New Japan and everything. They, they just did like the Kenta deal and everything, so it's like, all right, you've talked to him. You haven't done anything. Like we have people on, we have New Japan people on our show right now. Yeah. So Tony Khan definitely knew that there wasn't much to that New Japan WWE thing. Brian yes, just, go ahead, Jack. Just real, Brian really, he is the last piece of that locker room puzzle. And what I mean by that is, you're bringing in these vet, quote unquote, veterans. Like uh, Big Show, Mark Henry, even a Christian will count, even mm-hmm. though he's active. But Brian is that perfect mix of he's gonna he'll lead that locker room. He will be yes. one of those locker room leaders. I know he's not in a lead. I know Brian's gonna step in. He's gonna be a locker room leader in AEW, and he's gonna go out there and consistently have the best matches, helping the product grow. Like he's gonna do everything. Like Big Show and Henry aren't gonna go out there. They shit. They haven't even been out there yet in the ring. But mm-hmm. Brian's gonna Brian's gonna be a five tool player as far as veteran goes to keep that company stable. Joseph, yes, Joseph, yes. They're gonna they're gonna do the the booty pro gimmick with Brian. They're gonna send him out there on elevation. Be like, here you go, go wrestle, Dude, go wrestle an hour. <laughs> he's gonna wrestle on that show. You know that. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Jack has just nailed it perfectly. Okay, he's the perfect mix because he just main event WrestleMania because he's a star. Definitely a veteran. The guy's 40 and, you know, he's he's been around now for 20 years. It was one of the world's best. But as Jack just said, you can make the argument, especially with him free to explore whatever match style he wants. Yeah. He could still be the greatest wrestler on earth. He could still be the number one guy that you trust to have, a, to have an epic out there. So, listen, the fact that that's my one concern is that he's too nice. He's telling. <laughs> but I do not mean to downplay CM Punk, who, again, is probably a bigger attraction. If your response to the Daniel Bryan news is exclusively, but what will it do for the ratings? I'm sorry, I think you're missing a big part. Yeah, of you're it. missing a part. This is this is a historically great wrestler who's beloved, and frankly, without you know, look, we don't pull our stock in who these people are as real people, but like the read on Bryan is he's the best of this shitty business, right? In ring and out, he's the best of it, right? But this is not this is not just some other sign. I love Andrade, Alistair Black, Cool, but all these guys, FTR, great team. This is Daniel Bryan, man. <laughs> this is special. Yeah, this is different. This is different. This is yeah. this is really, really different. Yeah. Like, like people, I think still, and I don't understand it. Like, I'm calling them the greatest of all time, but it seems to me like there's still people who just don't get what Daniel Bryan really is in the history of this business. Like, what you mean? Like, who he is? Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. insane to me. Drew Nicholas says, I feel bad for the person next to me at Arthur Ashe because I might legitimately cry on their shoulders if Brian comes out. He's been one of my absolute favorites. It'll be a top three moment live all time for me. I was just looking up how far Arthur Ashe is. It's about a seven-hour drive for me. I'm strongly, strongly considering just going to that show. It's going to be special. It's going to be very special. A lot of the pals are going to be there. I I mean, the Brian thing. 
Uh, Fact Channel says, I hope Brian comes back uh, heel with Punk, AEW, NWO. Like, no. I don't think they're doing this invasion no. type thing. I do, yeah. I do want to make this point, though, of... We talked about Brian, Brian and Punk. Like they went from R- they were the two guys, the two indie guys who went from ROH, went to WWE. Successfully. They represented a generation, exactly. Right, yeah. right. Like they they were that shift from ROH to WWE. Yep. They can be, kind of be the same thing here, right? Like I know AEW's already caused a little bit of a shift with everything. Like now they feel like they're shifting things again by going right. to from WWE essentially, especially in the case of Brian, who just main evented WrestleMania to AEW. No, Joseph, you go ahead. No, I, I, I think that the important thing to note here is, and I know Jeremy knows this, but I want to hear it before people get upset, is like, we need to be careful getting lost in like the, well, but they're still going to 1.2, or, you know, Raw's at 1.2. It's like, That's perception it. is reality, man. When you, if we're actually talking about a wrestling company signing CM Punk and Brian Danielson in a month, like they're going to debut within a month of each other, that is unlike anything we have seen since 1996. It's not that it's twisted. That is, like, outrageous. So, yes, but, Jack, what was you going to say, my friend? No, and you know what? I just thought, like, part of me, because I'd, I've really been thinking, Joseph, about what you said about Punk and the chip on his shoulder. Mm. And, you know, see if there's what like, CM Punk is not a stupid person. CM yeah. Punk is a very smart man. So part of me kind of wonders, because I, I said, you know, when AEW uh, was – was constructed we all said all right it's only a matter of time before he i think but there's a good chance punk took the last two years and said let me see how this place does let me see if this place is really a competitor to wwe and if it is and if i feel the time is right i'll go help them out and punk's probably looking at this place by now like we all are and going okay they're legit all right let me go help them let me go help them stick it to those assholes over there Here's a tick in that regard, and this might suggest you're correct. We all saw that tweet, right, where someone asked Punk about the guys he's interested in, and he's listing Hobbs, Pillman, these younger guys that, frankly, I think world of Hobbs, but you have to watch the product to be aware, oh, this guy's got something, right? Yeah. I think there's St. George. I think in the last year especially, I also think it's worth saying, and this is about getting too philosophical here, I think the last year and change has made us all kind of like – just double check where we're at a little bit, you know? And it wouldn't surprise me if Punk has thought about, but man, I'd like to finish this thing, like, on my terms, you know? I'd like to finish this with a big, grand statement. And the fact that he was talking about wrestling guys in AEW tells you all you need to know. I think you're right. I think he's following his product and thinks they've got a chance. But um, I want to do some fantasy booking and have some fun after. But nonetheless, I, we have a guest to hit here, Jeremy, and then we'll, we'll rotate back. Because I want to let this guy have his moment. I don't want to make him wait. Real quickly on the ratings, because okay. this is going to transition. Um, okay. The, the rating stuff, if you care about that stuff, I mean, sure, I kind of get it, but like, yeah. but we just, we, just watched, yeah. we just watched the NBA finals. I didn't care that it was the Bucks and the Suns. We had some great games out of this. I didn't care that the ratings was down 20% or whatever. AW ain't going out of business. WWE ain't going out of business. They ain't losing their time slots or anything because of the ratings. Like if that is your main concern, oh, it didn't boost it to 1.5 million. Just give me entertaining and dope shit. That's all I care about. Like yes. and if you're if you're a fan, like unless you're in the business and and like working actively on that side, just care about the dope shit in front of you. That's it. Listen, I'm all for people being analytical. I, I love that. And I'm definitely not the guy that's gonna be like, fuck ratings, I don't matter. But like <laughs> I think the point here is and what Jeremy's trying to say and what I was in the report of explaining is if that's your sole 
thinking yes. point when you like when you see Daniel Bryan elsewhere. I don't know, man. I feel like it's time to readjust. But nonetheless, speaking of the NBA, here he goes. Back away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Look at this guy. So I want to establish that here. Alex, we're also happy for you. Obviously, you're a friend of the show. Now, you know how this shitty show works, right? O'Neill comes on. We all hurl abuse him. Now, I want to be clear. I want to take this back to day one. When we first started this segment, we would give Bob three minutes to talk uninterrupted, right? Jeremy? Alex needs three minutes uninterrupted. We all need to sit and enjoy this. This is a victory. Now, I remember him coming on before the season, and it was like we were all a little unsure. I was unsure. It ended much worse for me than it did him. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> let's let Alex enjoy this. Here we go, folks. All right, Alex. Your time starts now. Okay, let's go. Uh, back to the beginning. 1971. Uh, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the big O, Oscar Robertson, bring the only title to Milwaukee. Now, they were in the finals in 74 a few years later, but they didn't win. So 50 years later, now that's that's cosmic. 50 years to the day, like, and also in the final game to cement the 50 years later championship, Giannis scores how many? 50. It's cosmic. Like that's the other thing. And what uh, the, the chant is Bucks and Six. That didn't come out this year. That's been the chant for 10 years. But since Brandon Jennings came up with the phrase when they were when they were the eight seed playing the Miami Heat, the LeBron Dwayne. Bosch Heat. They said, "What do you think is going to happen in this in the series?" And Brennan Jennings says, "Bucks and six. That's for the culture." And that's been the thing the whole damn time. So the fact that they actually won in six is amazing by itself. Also, the entire time they did this this entire se- uh, se- uh, playoffs, every time they clinched the series, they did it on the road. They didn't have a chance at all through this entire playoff run to clinch it in front of their home fans. And they finally did because Bucks and Six happened in Milwaukee in front of 65,000 people outside, which is absolutely patently insane. I mean, what, what more can you say except for the fact that, you know, Giannis bent his leg halfway the other direction two and a half weeks ago, took a couple of games off and said, I feel fine. That dude is made of adamantium. Like, all he did was his first game back on a trick knee, drop 20 and 17, and then the next game, 40, but they lose because nobody else helped him. The next game, 40, and they win. The next game, the most iconic block you've ever seen in the finals. In game five, he had that amazing alley-oop to to win the game, and then in game six, he's like, get on my back, fellas. I'm going to score 50 and take us all the way to the finish line. It's It's an amazing series, an amazing story for this team. Now, I was on here uh, at the beginning of the season to do some predictions. Joe, you asked me, what's your confidence in them winning the title this year? And I said, like, over the next few years, like like an eight or a nine, but this year, only a five. And honestly, like, it had to, like, Kyrie Irving had to jump and, and hurt his ankle, and Harden had to get hurt, and everybody in the West got hurt, and they gave it, and, and, and Dario Saric got hurt for the Suns, and that was a big deal. We were able because because they had to have DeAndre Ayton in there or a six foot five guy guarding Giannis. So I'm not saying this wasn't cosmic and in our favor, but somehow you only play the people in front of you. We did they won. They'll never take it away from us, baby. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. 
Bucks in Whoa. six. I'm not kicking Alex off because I actually have respect for him, unlike oh, O'Neal. Uh, he prepared for it too, right? He was ready to be gone. He's in. <laughs> <laughs> Timed it very, very well. Yes. Uh, I was watching the countdown. Very well. there, yeah. Yes, we should let Alex plug his stuff. Like, he's he's a big star, you know. Oh, of course. They asked to get Alex on the show, right? Because he's too big. He's too big. But it costs too much money, guys. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> when like when you know these were when these were the finals, the cold open idea was going to be if the Bucks won something with Alex, and if the Suns won, I was going to do like a, a fake Chris Paul press conference. Ah, um, nice. That that was that was the plan, and then everything happened this week, and I was like, "Well, shit!" Like it's tough to do this as the cold open, and then Alex messages me, and he's like. Do, do I do the show? And I was like, yeah, we're going to bump O'Neal and we're going to do Alex's alley-oop and I'll, I'll create a graphic and everything. And that's what we'll do instead. So no, we were always going to have Alex on the show, especially if the Bucks won for this, because look, it we had to, right? We yeah, had to. Had to happen. It had to happen. Yes. Mostly because I was brought on before the <laughs> season to make my predictions, but when Giannis had signed the Supermax, and I was like, oh, thank God he did. And then I, I, we talked about all the people that he might have to go through, and I was like, oh, no, LeBron James is going to be there in the finals. Even if they get to the finals, they'll never beat LeBron. <laughs> like, it worked out. Like you said, you can only play the people in front of you, right? It ain't – It ain't. Right. if DiVincenzo doesn't get hurt, they would have beat a healthy Nets. It would have been fine. So yes. Yes. You, can only, you can only play – the people in front. I'm happy for your bucks as a as a fan of another small market team that had a bitch made superstar who who left. Unlike Giannis, um, I was I was happy to see that Giannis took the took the hard way, did it the there, hard way. There's another there's another wonderful because they they erased all their demons because the, the, the the Heat like basically swept them out last year. So this year they swept out the Heat, and two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, they won the first two games at home, the second one in a big blowout. And they were like, well, this is it. We're going to the finals. And then they lost the next four straight to the Raptors. So I know how Suns fans feel. Like we're in mm-hmm. those first two games at home and everybody's saying, oh, you're going to sweep. And you start thinking it to yourself. And then all of a sudden you lose that first game on the road. But you're like, you're like that's fine. Whatever. Like, no, like it, it became a cosmic thing where like Giannis just says, you know what? Somehow I'm, I'm made out of circuits in, in cybernetics. I'm not, I'm, I, I can't be hurt. So just get on my back. All the rest of you get on my back and I'm going to score 50. It was amazing. Well, you can yeah, only be not. happy for the pals, right? And I was going to mention too, Jay, like, yeah. we're happy for both of you guys. All of the pals, it's a, it's a win for loyalty, with all due respect. It, it stung a little bit because we made complete idiots of ourselves. Jack, I include you in that. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, you can only, you can only love to see it. It's fair. Hey, listen, you, hey, Hol- Holbert, next year you're going to get Dame. Dame Lillard, probably coming to Philly. <laughs> Dude, you are insane if you think like that myself to think these forms, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to be out there with like Doc just being like, we're running better to four this year, guys. It'll be different. I promise. Like, well, we've, I we've, play- we've created a whole new position for Ben to play where he just runs around with his hands like next to him. He doesn't have to touch the ball or shoot or anything. Just gets to throw his body. Yeah, look, Giannis, Giannis can't shoot. And look what he was doing. That's all Ben, ben Simmons has got to do. Just well, be Giannis. To do is be underneath the basket with only Trey Young guarding him and go up and dunk it. That's all he's got to do. But that one, that wasn't, that wasn't good for Ben. I got to put this super chat on screen. I'm not going to read it because it's very mean at this time. There you go. You got your super chat on the screen. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there were sixty-five thousand people in Jurassic Park. Dude, that was insane! Mm. All of those that was crazy, there. absolutely yeah. insane. 
Uh, and Drew says, Sour Graph Society Appreciation Super Chat. Alex, let the people know where they find you. Oh, well, Rob Reed also says, I would legit subscribe to FIFO Select for Sour Graphs alone, even outside of the scoops and everything else. And Kylo Voss says, big fan of Alex since the, since the ghost of John Candy days. That, I, that was a long time ago that I, I came up with the character of the ghost of John Candy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can find me, uh, on, on Twitter, uh, at, yeah, PJ Tucker drunk at, at the celebration day was hilarious. Just chugging like he was, he was stone cold with the, with the beers, but it was champagne. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I do the Sour Graps show on Fightful Select twice a week talking about raw and, and also, uh, the, the slow demise, not even slow demise of NXT. It, Vince McMahon doused. NXT and gasoline and lit the match like like NXT was Bray Wyatt the Fiend and Ru- Vince McMahon was Randy Orton. Oh. My I, guess, God. I guess while we were on here, they announced that uh, Walter and uh, Ilya yeah. are going to yeah. do the thing at Takeover, Takeover in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. F- our our friend Bob O'Neill goes, boy, I, I you know can't believe they're not doing this in Vegas or something. I said, Bob, in case you haven't figured it out by now, they're not allowed on the family vacations anymore. <laughs> <laughs> allowed to go to the family reunion. No. <laughs> we don't no. take the kids to the vacations anymore. It's adults only. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Fight Thanks for, for having me, guys. Go, go to Alex, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, thank you, Alex. Appreciate Absolutely. you, buddy. Alex, well, man. He's great. Uh, you know, I was worried about 90 seconds. I was like, I don't know if he has three minutes of content. And I looked back at the clock and it was 2.50. And he was like, anyway, bugs <laughs> in Oh, man. Well. Uh, Tremaine says, I appreciate you guys, but am I wrong? And wanting to save the surprise for the debuts. Plus, I'm over punk, thinks he's a bit of a douche, i.e. Cabana. Now, Brian, I'm excited for it. I, I get wanting to save the surprises, but like if you can report it. It was it. like it was like when Tony Khan I, I mean, I know he clarified it, but when they said that TNT was a little upset that they didn't tell them about the sting. Like people have to understand, like, yeah, these surprises are cool. Like in Nick Gage last night that you don't see coming, but you also have to remember it's a company tied to a TV channel. Like you have to promote some things and some things just have to be because ratings aren't the end all be all, but from a TV executive standpoint, you're still looking for ratings. So if you say, Hey man, like, like you bring punk Brian, like I said, like I'd be like, okay, um, can we advertise Daniel Bryan, please? Like, if mm-hmm. you really can, we advertise them. I mean, Punk, do what you want, pay per view, Chicago, but Brian, can we advertise them? Because it, th- that's just the way it is. The one thing I will say, too, if that comment was in reference to like the report getting out there, I completely get that and sympathize. But what I will say, everyone kind of knew John was going to be there on Sunday, right? Like, if, we, if you really, yeah. if, you knew, if you know, if, yeah. like, if you were in, on Twitter even that day, like, I, I saw it not even from scoops and stuff. It was just someone's weird, like, seeing us. So, the pop was almost bigger because people were waiting for the first sound of that music to hear, you know? Yeah. And that's the one thing I would say all out and went the Wednesday before or after, whenever it is with punk. Like, it's just because we kind of know, it doesn't make it any more electric when it happens because sometimes the anticipation is the most exciting part. Us being able to do an hour of talk about it is a beautiful thing, right? Not just for us dipshits trying to feel the content here, but like, it's exciting. And that's what I want to get into here, Jim. I don't know if you're still here, but I, I think mean, we should do a little, have a little fun with fantasy booking shit. There's a lot to talk about. But Jack, I mean, today. Ray Callahan Jr. says, Jack may be right. <laughs> Punk wants to make sure TK doesn't become Herb Abrams in the UW. Herb Abrams! <laughs> uh, make sure he doesn't come back to a B show protecting his brand. Mm-hmm. No, yes. I. I 
I have to say something quick about the Cena thing. I know I know we don't talk about the World Wrestling Federation here, but I, 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 I like a lot of other people. I watched I watched that return back about fifty times minimum between Sunday. And it was Monday. great. Yeah, it was great. The, it was star, really good show, the star of that moment was unquestionably Roman Reigns. I think I tweeted mm-hmm. it out. Roman's reaction was just so incredible. Of here's this return of the conquering baby face. People are going nuts. Nine times out of ten, the heels going, "Oh my god, I'm in trouble now." Roman's just looking at him like, "Oh, you son really? of a really? Now I have to hurt you now too." Yeah, it's good. Really, it's really good. like, I, like you understand what's good. Like, enjoy this because you understand what I'm going to do to you, right? Like Roman did not look concerned. Actually, when John's when the trumpets hit and they had the camera on Roman, he was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Not not worried. Not he was annoyed. Like this guy, this guy. One concern, um, and I will not elaborate on this much because I don't get in trouble. Hey, John, like, can we? We've had like a year to come up with some ideas. Can we not do the? He's not as over as he thinks he is. Wink, wink. Like, can we not do that? Because it's like a dream match. Can we not just completely go back to what we did last time with all the shoots? But that's just me. I'd rather he not do that. I don't know like when QT Marshall does it. I don't know like when John Cena does it. It's all. No, like, I, I, yeah. I forget who I, I forget who I saw tweeted. So I, I I apologize for not being able to credit this, but I saw that it, it's it's really as simple as. Um, I left the torch. I gave you the torch, and you turned into an asshole. Yes, yes. The only problem yeah, is they, the feud before muddies the waters because when they were both top baby faces, they didn't like like each other. So it's it's, it's a weird. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. I, look, I have faith in Cena killing it in the promos, and I'm really glad, really glad that like he's getting some reps in on these house shows because I think that's huge for John. We talked about it on Twitter before, right, Jake? Like the idea that. Um, He's going to get in there after a year or two without any actual match. He's very worrying to me. So get some reps. He's look. He's a guy that motivation wise, I don't worry about. Seeing as he to have another classic, I'm, I'm excited. It, 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 it also gives me a newfound respect for John because I understand that John is a Hollywood guy now, but he's yeah. also kind of proving that when he does come back, when he does make these comebacks, yeah. he, he's he's as all in as he can be. He, yes. He's not just going to come wave high to the crowd on an anniversary show or something. And when he's does have this time he's going to come back and he's going to give them a fair shake as much as mm-hmm. as much as he can yes now i, I do want to go back here um because i you know there was someone who's just a super channel about them coming in his heels and there's all these different ideas can you guys can you guys just like bear with me for a minute while i map out my initial attempt at what you do with cm punk and brian danielson can you rob me on this for a minute well, i think we all agree that when kenny drops that belt to hangman a downward spiral of sorts would be fitting, right? How do you guys feel about Punk turning up at All Out? Then you book it. A just-dethroned champion of Kenny Omega who lost it to Hangman. CM Punk, Kenny Omega, off Rash Stadium. Then at the end of the show, the Elite are putting the boots to, to Punk. Final countdown, Brian's there. Now, look, I haven't thought this through much. This is broad strokes. How do you feel about running that match as the all fresh moment? Punk yeah, I and Omega. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I I love it, Joseph. I think it's a great oh, idea. Great. I'm glad I did it then. Jeremy, what do you oh, think? Oh no, no. What were you What were you worried about? I think that's great. Because <laughs> you know, fantasy bookings. Are, I don't put Rod right, but look, man, this is the fun of this stuff. I, I have to say this, and again, Jeremy, you can dunk on my idea if you don't like it after. But I really, if there's one message I want to get across in this podcast, I'm trying to do it every week because I'm trying to hit this drum. Guys, you've got to enjoy this time while you can, man. This is a crazy time. We had about five different potential titles for this podcast. 
I mean, this is like, this is, I'll say again, this is time I never thought I'd experience wrestling, but it's bonkers. Enjoy the ride, whether you're on that team or the other, if you want to be on a team, if you need to be on one, whether you like this product or that one, it's just it's fun. But Jeremy, does my idea suck or do you agree with Jack? It's very good. I agree with Jack. It's very good. Like if you're, if you're going to do it, like doing Punk, Omega, main event, Mm-hmm. Martha Rash, and then and then we get Brian to to cap that show. I mean, of course, though you're gonna you're you're probably the only the only pushback you would get on it probably is they're gonna say you just went through all of this trouble to crown Hangman mm-hmm. and their first stadium show. They're, they're they might look at it Joseph as a little WWE ish in the sense that so the, your new crown world champion isn't going to be in the main event of so but I mean easy I mean you could you could also well, like it doesn't it doesn't matter because Hangman's not going to have the title at the Arthur Ashe show because Miro's going to beat him the show after <laughs> all out he's going to take his title right. he says God didn't want you to have that belt for well, I do long. think someone's listening on Twitter and if you, again I can't credit him because Jack and I have terrible memories but whoever this was I really do appreciate their back and forth because they said to me it might have even been on our Patreon show it was like you would have to let Hangman get his moment get to the back and let things breathe yeah. Then yeah, hit cold personality. That, you don't like want to swallow is, up Hangman's moment, right? You can't. So that's the thing with uh, debuting Punk at Chicago right. is like it feels like an end of the show type thing, and we all kind of think that Hangman's winning the title at the end of the show. And it's like you put all this time into this Hangman story. You don't want to, and they look. We know they kind of have a history of overshadowing stuff or throwing away from stuff too quickly. You don't want to overshadow that right. hangman moment by bringing out CM Punk. Agree. No, it's definitely something you need to work around. You know, there's rough edges, and I agree with you. That's a fair, like, or you don't want it to be overshadowing a guy for CM Punk. You're right, your guy, hangman. And only because the Arthur Ashe show is so close to All Out. It's two weeks yes. later. Like, if this yeah. was a few months down the road, I wouldn't care. But if it's two weeks after hangman's coronation that 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 would probably be frowned upon a little bit as in like well you're not going to give him the main event that makes no sense unless they, unless they take your idea joe and do a triple triple threat they could do that i was wondering and, and save the one-on-one kenny punk match you know this is the one thing i will say and this is not a concern because the level is so high like, i'm with it but these pay-per-view cycles are going to be like <laughs> they're going to have a lot of guys to try and get on these shows and i do hope they just create a culture of listen guys some of you are not going to be on these pay-per-views because if they try and fit everyone on, it could be a problem, I think. They have a lot of guys of no doubt, you know? So just the same to watch when we get even more guys coming in. It's like... And the, cons- and the consensus issue with AEW's <laughs> pay-per-views already is that they're too long. Yes, yes and they have a lot of, like, Monday, you know... Uh, right. Yeah, they're, they're too long, and now you're just adding all this because, like, you can't go longer. Right. It's, this is interesting. It's, it sounds good. Like, it's not... Let's be honest, they do four pay-per-views a year. The TV is their bread and butter. It just is. That may be weird to us traditionalists, but it is. I'm not really concerned. By the way, one thing I will say, I know we don't need to give AEW any more credit than we already do. Dude, their creative system is legit, like excellent. The way they rotate guys in and out, someone always you know has why? going on. It's great. Because, and I know this is a crazy concept that people like to shit on. You know why? Because they have wrestling people booking oh, no. the wrestling angles. Huh? What Imagine that. Imagine that. I can't believe that's controversial, but it is. You, you I am probably Jeremy too on an island with that shit, man. It's crazy. I'm going to yeah. – guys, we're, we're, we're pushing up against the 90 minutes. I don't like yes. going over 90 minutes here. I'm going to bring O'Neal on because, oh, no. uh, you know, got to 
I don't know why. I, do really, I don't say, have a good reason why. Um, distraction legend Kate just mentioned in the chat, and I do want to say this. What I just said does not stand for women's division, which is in serious need of help. Like needs yeah. Yeah. a genuine sit-down, come-to-Jesus moment. <laughs> not in, The talent is one thing. The usage is pitiful. I want to make because Kate's right. Too often we, you know, as as – White guys are like, hey, man, seems good to me. <laughs> That's a big issue. You're right, Kate. I, I mean, Baker and Nyla had a, had a good match last night. I don't think mm. there was anything else from the women's division on that yeah. show. But... I wouldn't. I don't know how I'd describe that match, but I appreciate it. You liked it. That was, I mean, here's Robert O'Neill. What's up, guys? Hell of a show today. <laughs> I, I must say, I, I know we're never afraid to put ourselves over. I'm really proud of how I pulled the show off because it was a little bit frightening on paper. We had a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And now we've got to the point I wanted to get to, which is where Bob comes well, on, because that means we've done it. We've won. It's finished. Real yeah. real quickly, real quickly, uh, Joseph. I You always put me over for putting the shows together, booking the shows and everything. Joseph was great at booking this show and pointing because you came to me with Kate's idea. Um, yeah, the, the ratings were 1.14. Yeah, I'm writing the article right now. So growth, they're, they're doing well. Uh, Joseph came to me with, with the Kate idea. He mentioned that, you know, we should try to get cast on. And then before the show, he's like, so here's kind of the rundown here of, of how we want to play this, right? And I said, yeah, this is good. So Joseph did have, uh, this is a co-booking this week. Usually, you know, you, you rely on me to do a lot of that stuff. You just sit back, just be like, all right, when are we showing up? What are we doing? But you you had a good hand in uh, putting this show together. So thank you, Joseph. I mean, it's about time. We've been doing this show now for like 19 months. I feel like I probably should show up and creatively at some point. But I appreciate it. Bob, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? My energy as ever, Bob. For those of you who don't know, we are headed to Twitch after this. And I can't believe what I'm about to say. So we're going to do Twitch probably for an hour and a half, maybe two. I don't know. Jet will be here as long as it can be, of course. He has a real life. However, at the end of that, we'll be headed to Patreon, which you can sign up for just $1. One a month. You can add more if you want to, but it's just one to sign up. And you can join Bob and I to watch Lockdown 2005, which means that for the next five hours, I'll be talking to Robert O'Neill in some form or fashion about professional wrestling. So I'm not really rushing to talk to him now, but nonetheless, Joseph, he's doing Joseph, well. Joseph, Joseph. Yes? Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, buddy. You know what's, uh, what's funny about the lockdown thing is remember when we first did one, the TNA one, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a live show. And you're like, no, it's not. That's stupid. And now apparently it is a live show from what I heard. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a complete lie. I have no idea why I would say that's stupid, but fine. No, okay, you're a scoops to now, so you know shit I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually mad because uh, I have a Goldberg shirt somewhere and I can't find it. I was going to wear it really uh, pop jack. Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your life. Oh. Okay. Uh, can we ask Bob before we go what he thinks of these signings if we do on Twitch? I'll do it on Twitch. Let's plug that. Okay. Uh, Everyone hit their promotions, right? Filter everybody to the Twitch. Kylo Voss says, best show ever, and O'Neill to finish it off. I mean, yeah, that's, that's Kylo was the only person that was nice to me at the beginning, by the way. I remember everyone who said something about me today. Wait, what, what are you going to do? You... Like, what are you going to do about it? Mm, what do you, you'll see. He's going to kick the shit out <laughs> of him. <laughs> he's going to beat the shit. O'Neal yesterday, he DMs me and he's like, I should have got tickets to all out, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you fucking coward. He's like, maybe this is why I don't DM you, Jeremy. It's because you're very mean to me. <laughs> 
I was like, that's that's actually fair. <laughs> I felt very bad after that, Oni. I was like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't be nice to him. I mean, he had a point. Yeah. <laughs> O'Neill knows I love him. I, I genuinely hope you know that. That I, I do love you. If I didn't, I would not have you on this show. Oh yeah. Well, before the Brian stuff yesterday, like you guys spent a good portion of that stream putting me over, which I appreciated. So yes, we did. That was nice. What stream? The, the one, live stream. Yeah, the one before oh, Dynamite. Yeah. I forgot people watched that. I thought I was just joking about some scene. You're right. We did. We like Robert O'Neill. People think we don't. We do. this. Listen, here's the scoop. Jack knows this too because I mentioned it to him in the DMs when we popped. We have now made Rob a symbol of the people we don't actually like. So we use him <laughs> to know. air our grievances. And he's, he's beautiful. He's glorious. And it's glorious. Like, what a transformation. <laughs> well, I even said that to you yesterday. I'm like, oh, how many people think that we're like legitimately mad at it's each other all the time? The majority of your friends think that. Okay, let's see how I plug and get the hell out of here. Bob, what do you do you have anything to plug? Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill31. That's all you do. You never log off. Exactly. Yeah. Hit him with the plugs. Just follow me at Jay Crosby CBS. Well, Joseph? I have nothing, man. If you've really been with us this long, they know the deal, right? I'm very thankful for all the support. Guys, say again, let's enjoy the ride. This is a special time. We said it was going to be special when things opened up. We did not see this, though. This is next level, so enjoy it. Guys, we'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Blanford says love you, Bob. Um, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We'll be over there in about five minutes or so. i got to finish up this Dynamite ratings post. Um, again, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Thank you, guys. A lot of viewers today. I know a lot of it is uh, off of uh, Sean's news, and we had Cass on, but this is a tremendous show, Joseph. Quite possibly uh, the best show we've ever done. On paper, like it was great, and I think the action delivered. <laughs> the action delivered was just great. I mean, I think this show kicked the, the shit out of listing your boy yesterday. I will say the, that. All right, everybody? Guys. We'll see you on Twitch. What, Jack? <laughs> Why, go! Oh, the dynamite ratings are in. Yes, I know. I, I said it earlier. Oh, you, stepped, in area. you stepped on my Tony Khan bit to, <laughs> my to bad. see the dynamite ratings. I don't know how I missed that. Look, I'm out of it, man. Twitch.tv slash carrying cross. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.